Episode 211, Doing Ministry Through the Storm, with Mike Weaver. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Well, hey guys, welcome to the podcast this week. Uh, You know, it's interesting. uh, We plan out our podcast schedule weeks and even months in advance on what topic we're going to cover and what guests we're going to have on the show. Uh, And it's interesting that this topic fell on this particular week uh, on the calendar. Uh, We're talking with Mike Weaver this week from Big Daddy Weave all about how to do ministry when the storm is hitting you. Uh, And it's interesting that if you live on the southeast at all, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, I live in South Carolina. We are getting hammered, or we did get hammered, uh, last weekend, this past weekend, uh, with one of the biggest hurricanes in recorded history, with Hurricane Dorian. Uh, So it's very interesting how this topic is falling on this particular uh, week. Um, but I am really, really excited to dive into this week's episode of the podcast. Um, and I think it's going to be very relevant, not only just ironically with the storms going on, uh, but what, with with what we're talking about today. Uh, so this week, my guest is the lead vocalist for the band Big Daddy Weave. Uh, Mike Weaver is in the house. Uh, Today I'm talking with Mike about how to do ministry when uh, the storm is hitting you in your personal life, when you're right in the middle of a storm uh, emotionally um, or personally, uh, if uh, you're getting just really hit personally, uh, how do you get through it? Uh, So the band has really been through some incredibly hard times uh, lately. Uh, They've had some, some death in the family. Uh, several of their family members have passed away. Uh, they've had major, major health issues um, and other things. They've just been extremely hit uh, over the last few years. Um, and I, I know I can relate to that. I hope that, uh, well, I hope or, and I don't hope sometimes that you can relate to that, but I know that it's inevitable that we're going to go through uh, storms in our lives. Uh, so you might be going through a storm uh, personally right now. Um, you might be dealing with personal struggles or a down moment uh, in your ministry. Uh, there are times definitely when when I've been really discouraged, when I haven't um, seen the traction in my ministry um, that I thought I should be seeing, uh, when maybe I, I keep praying and my, I don't see my prayers answered, um, when I know that God has called me to this, but I, I just don't see the results that I think that I should be seeing, Um, and also how do I minister to other people when I'm getting hit so hard personally? It's my job. I have to keep going. I have to to keep um, going to work every day. How do I do that and, and minister and love on people if I'm getting hit so hard myself? If I can barely even breathe, um, how can I let alone uh, pastor other people? So if you're going through a similar struggle, today is for you. Mike is one of those guys that you feel like you've known for years, that you feel like uh, he's your best friend when you meet him. Um, you'll, you'll hear all about his recent journey um, with, the, with the band and some of their struggles. And, um, 
and how to walk through all that with God. So my interview with Mike is coming right up. Um, but first, your church is cranking into fall. Uh, you're having uh, new series kickoffs. You're having small groups that are kicking in. People are coming back to church for the fall. So we want to help you. Uh, if you are in need of any custom graphic design, that's sermon series graphics, promotional graphics, social media uh, graphics, announcement slides, anything like that, uh, or custom video. So that's sermon bumpers, series trailers, promotional videos, lyric media. We do a lot of, of lyric media for ministries and churches. Um, if you're in need of any of that stuff, uh, our team would love to come alongside you and help you with that. Um, so I, I will put our work up against anyone not not just in ministry, but in in corporate world as well. Our team does amazing, amazing work. Um, and not only that, our our team has a heart for the church, the Big C Church. We want to come alongside you and help you. Um, we know that budgets are tight. We know that uh, you know some of the things that you're that you're going through. Um, all of us on our team have served in ministry in some capacity. I've been on two church staffs. I've also worked for an international ministry. Um, I, I, I feel you. I know, I know what you're going through. Um, so we would love to help you. So here's the, the main area that we help churches is if you are a church or a pastor that needs a creative uh, team on staff, but your budget can't afford that, uh, or your budget can't afford uh, even one staff member to, to come on, uh, we would love to help you. We would love to be that creative team uh, for you. And nine times out of 10, we our prices are one-third the price of a staff member. Um, so I'd, I'd love to to help you in some way uh, with that if you need to. Uh, we also We also help churches that... They might have a full creative team, but their team is completely tapped out. There's just so many design and video needs that they just cannot get to everything. So we help those churches as well so that you can tell the personal stories in your church, the testimonial stories, uh, the stories that we can't tell because we're not there. But we can take your your sermon series stuff. We can take your promotional uh, videos and promotional graphics, those sorts of things. So feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can visit our website, 1230.media, and click on uh, Custom Media and check out all that we have to offer. Uh, you can click on the graphic design, church announcements, video production. We do all that. And then that bottom uh, tab uh, that says Get a Quote, you can hit that. Um, and uh, and fill out your information, submit your project, and we will get back with you on on a quote and try our best to to get in your budget and work with your church. So I'm going to show you a recent sermon bumper that we just finished for a church. Here, so here's the kind of custom work that we do for churches. Check this out.
So that's just a little taste of some of the video uh, work that we do. We do a lot of motion graphics work and and other work for churches. So we would love to make uh, sermon series designs and sermon bumpers, trailers, promos, anything that your church might need. Just let us know. We would love to help. Again, you can submit your project at 1230.media forward slash quote. All right, for over 20 years, Big Daddy Weave has been a staple in Christian music, from their debut album One and Only, to Fields of Grace, uh, to Every Time I Breathe, uh, Love Come to Life, uh, and more. The band has delivered hit after hit. So get ready. Here's my chat with lead vocalist of Big Daddy Weave and worship leader Mike Weaver. Let's go. Hey guys, today on the podcast, I welcome lead vocalist for the band Big Daddy Weave. Mike Weaver is in the house. Their new album, When the Light Comes, is now available for pre-order and hits everywhere in just a few weeks. The Big Daddy himself, Mike, welcome, man. Thanks for hanging out. What's up, man? This is awesome. It's good to see you. Now, so, uh, thanks, buddy. Now, uh, I did radio years ago, and I'll tell you this. This was probably 10, 15 years ago. You guys were probably just kind of getting started. Um, and I would interview artists and, and hang out at concerts and, and stuff. And, you know, uh, when I was first getting into that, there was this kind of revelation moment of some artists aren't what you expect them to be. Um, and I remember uh, hanging out with uh, with you guys and Jeremy Dibler from FFH. And I remember you both of you guys especially were just so genuine, so down to earth, so humble um, and so I just thought I'd share, man, just a great memory of you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, dude. Some, yep. some people have not as good of memories. You know, you have, <laughs> you have bad days. You never know when that memory is going to turn yeah. up. So that's good. I know. Thanks well, I know you meet, meet a million people as you're doing doing your thing. And, uh, you know, just just uh, who you are matters and it comes through. So you're making a difference, man. Um, all right. This podcast is all about helping those who make Sunday happen each week. The worship experience is what we talk about uh, week in, week out here. So um, some people may not know this, but before you guys uh, formed the band, Big Daddy Weave, you were a worship leader uh, in Florida for, for several years, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, the church I grew up in, little 300-member you know, United Methodist Church, um, man, only had hymnals, really. Uh, and that thing, you remember that weird thing, the transparency machine or whatever yes. you like put the thing, you have to like write them all yes. on there and, and then, and then like crank the, crank the thing. Uh, I remember the classroom where you had to like c- crank it or you, you had, uh, p- papers and you're like, that's, that's shout totally to the it. Lord was like, let me move the paper real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When worship choruses started having like multiple verses, then you were really sort of, you really needed a skilled transparency like person, you know, it's like, they're having a whoop, you know, it's like, Oh man, we got a bridge on this one, you know? So it's like, you have to like throw that in there like really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And so when I came, I was just, I was invited by our pastor. It was right after high school. Um, he really wanted me, me to be a, a college guy, you know, and I really did not want to go to college, but I really wanted to lead worship. The Lord was doing a work in my life around worship, especially some of those super old vineyard records, man, the touching the father's heart series. It's a pretty, like some pretty, like not very good sounding recordings, but songs that were just, uh, it was about intimacy with the father and man, it was so, so good. So that's, that's where we kind of came in and, and led for about seven years, kind of introduced contemporary worship to our, our congregation, man. But that was, that was a long time ago. That was like, yeah, 
almost 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So get me from that to the band. Give me the quick version of how the band started. Yeah. Well, so my pastor was like, you need to go to school. I tried going to community college in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, yeah. He said, you got to be at least a part-time student, man. That didn't work. Cause I wanted to be at church all the time. I was just, that was my life. I loved it. Um, and so he's like, you're, you're not able to focus. So go to mobile about an hour and a half away. First semester, I meet the rest of the guys in Big Daddy Weave. You know, my brother plays bass, and so he yeah. was already with us. And uh, yeah, we we started leading on campus then, and then these opportunities just started happening. And man, it's been we've been doing it ever since. You know, we thought yeah. with a name like Big Daddy Weave, we'd never you know make it out of college. You know, yeah. But it's like this is tw- we celebrated this is twenty one years this year actually. Wow. So, so it's a yeah. Tell me the tell me the name story. I'm sure you get that a lot. How'd you guys well, come up can, with the name? You can see this. If you can see, it's like if you're my size in South Alabama, then you are Big Daddy. You don't really get a vote on that. You know, that's your or nickname. Slim, or slim. Yeah, or something dumb like that. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like his. Hey, how about just call me Mike or whatever? But anyway, <laughs> so but uh, you know, I always thought it was funny. And the very first time we ever played together, you know, uh, somebody wandered by and goes like. Dude, I like that saxophone in there. Dave Matthews was kind of a thing at that yeah. moment. Yeah, baby. And and they were like, you know, man, you guys need to come open up for this other group across campus. And we're like, sweet, dude. We only been together fifteen minutes. We already got our first gig, you know. <laughs> and they said, but what do you call yourselves? And that's where, you know, we start learning lessons right here. You know, I was just being cute. And I said, tell them we're Big Daddy Weave in the institution. You know, my last name's Weaver, and so it's like yeah. Weave. Now, <laughs> you know, everybody has something they regret about college. Here we are 21 years later. Be careful what you name your group is all I'm telling you. Pray <laughs> through, you know, call yourself, you know, I could, we could have been, you know, casting crowns right then. We could yeah. have been like whatever we want, you know, it's like we could have said whatever. And so be careful what you name your group because it <laughs> might just stick, you know. There you go. All right. So uh, the topic I really want to dive into with you today is uh, how to dig into, uh, I want to dig into what it's like doing ministry when you're in the middle of a storm. Uh, the last few years for you guys as a band, you personally, um, has been majorly trying uh, for you. Um, so I want to kind of get into that and talk about, uh, talk to worship leaders, pastors, who have to uh, minister to others, put on the face or, or get in the grind of ministry while the storm is just slapping them in the face. Yes. Um, so maybe walk me through uh, as much as you can the last few years for you guys. I know some big, big things have, have happened to you. Yeah, man. Um, you know, the season that preceded this season was a season of a time of great revival for Big Daddy Weave. Um, so I guess, I don't know, seven years ago or so, man, we were in a place we were so dry. We were falling apart like we didn't know what to do. And one night we just out of desperation, we just started shutting down the show and just praying for people out of that time of ministry, man, the Lord just did a work in us and revived us. We began seeing Jesus do some of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my entire life from all kinds of miracles. All I'm telling you that the stories continue still even to come in about that time. Then my brother, who's been diabetic for a long time, Man, and he was leading the charge in many ways in that time. I, man, I've seen cancer run off the other side of his hand, not because of him, because of Jesus, and because he just believes like a little kid, man. I, man, he has such a heart for people. Um, uh, my brother has diabetes. Uh, they, uh, the doctors trying to 
keep a sugar level down, uh, tried a medication um, that was effective in controlling the levels that he wanted to control, but it was also cutting off like blood flow um, mm. in ways that, man, they just didn't realize. And this happened in lots of cases across the country. All of a sudden, his health just took a, a dive. Mm. He came off the road, was trying to get it under control. It took another dive. And then we were within hours of losing him, rushed to the hospital. Both of his feet were amputated uh, yeah. in, the next, in the next day. It was a dark, dark moment, man. We're praying and we're asking God. We're believing like all these things. Um, and there's so much of the why that comes then, like why, why, you know, yeah. um, I've never had an answer to why, by the way, though, I've never met another person who got an answer to why actually. Yeah. But so anyway, um, the Lord sees him through it though. People start praying. Um, and he goes through after, after he's beginning to recover, he comes back out on the road, even as he's learning to walk again with like prosthetics and stuff like that, he's still recovering, but he went through a dark, dark inside journey too. the way yeah. he describes it is like the first day you hear the lie you know it's a lie but six months later after continually hearing the lie the devil finds a way in there because there's something that seems true about the lie you know mm -hmm. um so he was having suicidal thoughts it was it was an awful awful, awful situation but mm -hmm. in the meantime we're still having to go out and minister even from this super broken place which man i'm telling mm -hmm. you um there were some nights we just kind of had to drag ourselves out there, you know? And, you know, I was in this place where, I mean, my best friend and one of my heroes, you know, I'm seeing him go through this. In the meantime, my dad, who is our hero, um, man, begins a battle with pulmonary fibrosis, mm. you know, this awful degenerative lung thing. And uh, he went home to be with Jesus on Christmas morning of 2017, man. His final hours, man, I got to be with him and like literally hear him cling to Jesus just when he could barely even squeak out, you know, mm. you know, the words. Um, I know my dad's with the Lord, but that rocked our family because the whole time we're standing on God, your healer, God, your healer, you know, and we didn't see it in that moment. But man, in the midst of all of those things, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of all of that, man, we experienced the Lord in a different way. Man, I remember the night after my dad passed, I woke up at 3 a.m., man. My mom was already up, man. She's just hurting, you know. And we sat together, man, next to each other. I just held her hand. And we literally just worshiped Jesus with our pain. We just told him, we just said, God, I don't have anything else to bring you right now but just the hurt that I have. And we just laid it at his feet. And do you know what, man? We experienced Holy Spirit as comforter. Like he just came there. That still didn't mean that in the days that came, we didn't experience a lot of pain because it still hurts even to this day. You know, we miss him, but we know that heaven is real. Right after that, my mom, man, he has worked for our office for years gets a cancer diagnosis. I'm sitting in the car with her when she gets the call and I'm just like, what in the world is going on in the middle of this season? All the other guys are going through stuff too. Brian Beal, our drummer, man, he and his wife have been trying to have kids for like nine years. We're getting like miracle stories all the time of other people it happening for and all this stuff. And we're not seeing it. And it's just like, man, God, what is the deal? You know, and every night still having to go out there and trying to encourage other people, man. In the middle of that, I got to tell you, um, 
that's when we understand that where ministry comes from is from God himself, you know? And there's, there's some times in our lives when what we have to do is just show up and let God be God, you know? A lot of times we think that's not the case and we think that we're doing something and that is probably pretty ineffective ministry. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We right. think we're good. God, why don't you just like, let me take this for you. That is, man, mm. a pastor of ours said this. He said, one of the most demonic things you could ever say is I got this, you right. know? Mm. And it's so we want to, we want to show up and we want to let God be God. And I saw God minister in spite of my inability to even have joy a lot of times, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, and man, God showed, has, has showed up and showed up and showed up and showed up. Man, my mom got a clean bill. Man, the cancer is gone, they believe. That was a rejoicing moment. My brother, man, got help and continues now to share with other people about the darkness of like hearing those like suicidal thoughts mm -hmm. and seeing Jesus move in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, but through the entire situation, God sustained us. Um, and there were, there were so many times we didn't feel like we had anything to offer but we would literally just point them to him, you know, and he would be the one who would come and bring life, you know? So during this time, you're creating content, you're creating music, you're doing mm -hmm. concerts, you're mm -hmm. out there every night. How in the world, and you touched on this a little bit, but how in the world did you bring yourself to uh, find joy, put a smile on, sing the, sing the songs that you were singing while you're dealing with this? You know, it was it, some some of it was just in faith, you know, and we just have to go out there and we like it literally is just a decision. Like, I'm just going to I'm going to sing this, even though I don't know how I feel about it, you know. Um, but what I'm learning is that our feelings are so fickle, man. Um, we can be so misinformed by our feelings. But the truth of, of who Jesus is, man, does not waver in any way towards us. The songs I was singing every night didn't have anything to do with my faithfulness to God. Amen. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. yeah, dude, they had everything to do with God's faithfulness towards me. Yeah. And he would literally carry us through by putting our trust in him, knowing that it's got to come from him. It's got to be from him. He's got to do it, you know. And um, yeah, man. And then just one moment at a time. You know, can you get through the next moment? Can you hang in there? Because it felt like, well, we just need to give up. Um, we need to go take time off. We need to go. But we kind of couldn't because it's also our job, you know. Right. And that was that's a weird that's a weird thing to navigate, you know, right. the whole, all of that. But then professional minister, which I still have not reconciled all of that, you know. Right. But, man, you know, we try our best to let it let it be a pure thing and let the Lord help us in that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We show up. Uh, yeah, I think you hit on something good there in that we talk to a lot of people that are on a church staff mm. that they can't necessarily take a break from, uh, I mean, the, the Sunday's coming. <laughs> it's on the way. Dude, it yes. is not going to stop. Uh, and, and you're dealing with stuff personally. So how do you go out there every Sunday? How do you keep going if you're just getting knocked? You know, you know what happened though, man, is some of the time I would just go out and tell them exactly what was going on, yeah. man. you yeah. know, that authenticity and, um, and just be like, guys, I feel like I am falling apart right now, you know, but at the same time we focus on something that's greater than us, you know, yeah. and as we would do that, 
man, the Lord would meet us there. And it would, it was literally just like, it felt like 15 minutes at a time. Do you know what I mean? But it's crazy because when we would say, man, I'm really dealing with this. All of a sudden you see this entire pocket of the room go me too, you know? And you, and you realize that, man, that's at that point, all of the life part of it has to come from Jesus, all of the ministry, all the power, all the, I mean, it's all about him. It's not a formula. It's not a anything else, man. You know, it's, yeah. it is a person. I took, man, I used to have these huge theological headbutting matches about how sure I was about this or how sure I was about that. Man, all of that went out the window in the storm, dude. You know, yeah. man, I was in the ambulance with my brother, man. My brother's back there. His wife's following us in their car. And I heard Holy Spirit say to my heart, he said, how's this line up with your religion on paper? And I'm like, God, I got nothing. All I have is you. And I'm telling you, Carl, dude, it came back so quickly. He just goes, I am all you are ever going to need. Mm -hmm. And so when I come across that, like, great statement or whatever, and I want to live in that place and be like, oh, I need to share that again and again and again and again. Man, that is already, it, man, it's got an expiration date on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we got li- to learn to live in the moment. I'm talking to me right now. I'm not, talk- I'm not preaching to somebody like, we need to, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, we, get, we need to learn how to live in the moment with Jesus. And the truth is, that does not start when you're planning for Sunday morning. <laughs> Right. There was this day, there was this day I remember this man and forgive me if I'm going a different direction than you want, but, but man, I remember this day I was walking in the hotel or something and I heard Holy Spirit say, pick up that towel over there. And I'm like, that's not God. Why would you tell me to pick up the towel? I got about five steps away and clearly, man, I heard this. He said, you're telling me you're going to get all the way to the end of this night and wonder what I want to do in the room because that's the first time you decided to listen to me. It wasn't about the towel at all. It was about walking with him. It was about hearing him. And we got to hear him in the times way before we get to Sunday morning. Because ministry comes from the overflow of intimacy with Jesus, not from our, you know, planning center agenda, right? right. It's like mm, it, has to, it has to come from knowing him, you know? And this is the great thing, though. You do not have to convince him to be in relationship with you. Man, he made every way. I mean, Jesus is the way, like literally, while we're as messed up as we can be, before we even existed on the earth, right? I mean, God demonstrates his love in this, that while we're yet sinners, Jesus died. He made a way because he wants to have that intimate relationship with us. He mm-hmm. wa- he, his church is his idea. I mean, maybe not the format that we go through or whatever, but church, the church, his bride, that's his idea. Yeah. You want to see fruitful ministry, we got to get with the one. We got to get with the bridegroom himself, you know? So let me ask you this, and I was going to ask you, you hit on this a little bit, about what, what do you share on stage? Is it a distraction to people that you're sharing t- too, too much? Or, you know, how vulnerable are you on stage where it becomes they sympathize with you or relate to you? You know what I'm saying? How do you find that sure. balance of how much you share on stage? You know, man, I, this is a very good, let's explore this together, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because, dude, that, that's exactly it. Because if I find a funny joke, dude, I want to tell it again tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, man, that one worked great. I've got to include that one. Same thing with a heavy story or whatever. You know, Man, it's easy to want to do that. And there's some, some things that God calls us to share for seasons, 
Right. Then there are other things that we try to use as buttons. That is the thing we got to get away from, right? Right. We got to get to the place where we are just being informed by God. And like we said, that doesn't start right in that moment. It starts in that like three o'clock this morning when I woke up and I couldn't sleep and the Lord is dealing with me. You know what I mean? That's when that happens. And you say, instead of like picking up your cell phone and seeing what the last thing was on Instagram or whatever, you know, to just not do that and then hang in there for a minute and just let him talk, you know, because he really wants to talk. And especially in those wee hours sometimes, you know? And so, yeah, I, that's, that's the thing, man. So if, if the Holy Spirit says, share it, and sometimes I get it wrong, honestly, I just get it wrong. And, but, but either way, it is an offering. It's an offering that I'm giving, yeah. you know, and I try to let it come from an authentic <laughs> place of just like, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to put it out there. It's like the little kid with loaves and fish. My offering is not enough to feed a whole bunch of people, but I'm putting my offering in the hands of Jesus and yeah. believing that he's going to use it, you know, yeah. then awesome. there are other times when he seizes the moment, right? Right. And you cannot help but deliver a thing, and you realize God has just moved. But there's a lot of other times when it doesn't, ah, was that God or was that, you know what I mean? Right. And you're just getting through there, and the grace of God carries you, you know? Mm. Yeah. All right, so you hit on this a little bit earlier. There's, there's been a lot of people recently in the news in the Christian world that are mm. denouncing their faith, uh, you know, falling away or whatever. Um and this season for you guys, you touched on this, is a, it was a season that you could have easily said, I'm going to throw in the towel. Sure. <laughs> We're sure. going to take a break uh, or, or I, you know, I, yeah. I'm done with this. I don't see him being real right now or I'm questioning this. You know, it, it could have been an easy throw in the towel moment over this last season. So let me ask you this. Give me your why. Why are you still up in it? Man, I wish I could tell you it was like because we just had this rich walk with the Lord and that was like, and we, you know, we reached down into the well of faithfulness that we had. And dude, that is not it. (laughs) You know, I feel like the disciples, when Jesus was like, look, are y'all going to leave too? And they were just, their response was not like, no, God, we will never leave you because we are They're like, we don't got anywhere else to go. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't, I don't have another, what would I do? Like, I don't. I don't know what else I would do. He's, this is, this is in, all I have in him. Like, and so until he says to me, Michael, you need to go over here and do this. Then I got to do this because I don't have anything else to do. And I'm not because I'm the greatest at it, but just because it's what he's made a way for me to do, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that's, that's why we're still here. I wish I could brag about something better and be like, well, man, I'll tell you what, it's because of the mighty warriors. We are, <laughs> dude, we're freaking falling apart, dude, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And he's just like carrying us, but yeah. that is the entire message of the gospel, dude. Yeah. So how did this season, this season became the album? Like you guys were yes. writing songs, and so get me into that. How did the album come about through this whole thing for you? Well, we're just writing, and I, you know, and I've just found that you just keep writing, you know. Um, and then the songs come out of life. I mean, you have some busters too, you know. And honestly, the busters are important too because sometimes it just kind of primes the pump, you know? Right. But the song, the best songs come out of, of life. And a lot of these songs all start with pieces that are like, you just have to run somewhere and put it in voice memo on iPhone or on a pad of paper or something. Cause look, I don't want to forget that. Cause I know I didn't, that's, that's a little bigger than something I would just come up with. You know, there's an inspiration in that, but then you chase them, you know, and you get to write with some of our heroes, man, you know, the, 
Jason Ingram's of the world, man. Oh man, the Matt Redmond. Oh, yeah. dude, that dude, man, that that is an awesome dude. You know, yeah. him and Jonas Murray, and we wrote a song called uh, "This Is What We Live For" uh, when we were going through California. And man, awesome, Brian Johnson from Bethel, dude. I just, I think that Johnson's just like hung the moon as there's something when Jen Johnson sings. Golly, are you kidding me, man? I made an entire playlist yesterday that's just Jen Johnson because when I feel like I'm in some kind of turmoil, I yeah. put that on, God, I look to you, you know, or whatever. And, man, it just ministers to me so much, man, you know. And so writing with some of those people, it's kind of like marrying the season that we've been through and the ideas that we will kind of bring or whatever. And then them them speaking into that and sharing with that and us just kind of talking about life and being together in those times and it being a for me maybe it's probably a one-sided thing but i i just enjoyed those times and the songs were born out of that so when a friend of ours heard the song for the record the songs from the record for the first time and she was like dude there's just so much joy on this record and i was like you've got to be kidding me you know (laughs) because i was like every one of these songs was written when it just felt like it was falling apart, you know, yeah. but there is, there really is a joy on the record. And that's, man, that is, that's, that's gotta be a God thing, you know? Yeah. 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 So uh, one thing I read about this album is like, you, you guys usually rent out a, a recording space, you know, and you're, you're, it's a time thing where like, okay, we got to get in, record and get out. But you guys recorded in a home studio this time, which gave you a little bit of a relaxed yeah, and, kind and of feel to always, try some stuff, right? We would always we would always have to go get drums somewhere else. You know what I mean? And then we bring it back to Jeremy's house. And so, but Jeremy actually moved into a new place that had a bigger kind of like the base the basement, the bottom floor of his house has like a, a real space. And Jeremy plays guitar for us and has produced all of our records pretty much. And so he um yeah, he had his he had he had his drum space this time. And they just got kind of they man, he man, his entire basement is full of synthesizers right now, dude. I mean it's like every <laughs> it sounds like an episode of Stranger Things, like right, you know, in his in his basement when you walk in, because it's like everything is these old synths, man. But nice. um yeah, it was it was great. It was a great part of that process. And he he really is responsible for the sound of the record. You know, Jeremy and our drummer Brian getting in there and just kind of trying things out until it works yeah. or whatever, you know. Awesome. Well, man, as we wrap today, give give one last encouragement to worship leaders, pastors. If they're uh, going through a storm right this minute, if it's just yes. hit, life is just hitting them right now, how yes. would you encourage them? Man, dude, don't believe the lie that the enemy tells that your better days are behind you. That's that's a lie, man. That really that really is a lie. Um, the enemy wants to convince us at our lowest moment that's the end of the story. No, 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 no. That is just when the story is getting interesting. And God is an awesome storyteller, man. I mean, because he'll work through things that you feel like are about to kill you, you know? But if you even think about it, I mean, man, the cross, I mean, that's the, that was the death of Jesus. But unless he walked through death, he could have never experienced resurrection. So don't waste this time. Don't waste that time. But also, don't just look for a better plan. Look to God as the plan and learn how to rest in him. That is our battle right now. A pastor spoke over us. He said, you got to find the rhythm of the rest of God is what he said. When he said that, man, it just, oh man, it just affected my insides. And I just speak that over worship leaders right now. 
to find that place of rest in the Lord. Turn off your phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Turn off Netflix. You know, I know because that's where I go to. I get it, man. I get it. But it's like we are consumed as a society by being distracted by our entertainment or whatever, you know, mm. or our arguments or our whatever. And it's all well-meaning even, but it's like, shut it off, man. And do like Jesus said, go in your room and close the door, right? And yeah. pray. And your father who sees what's in secret, man, that's where he's going to meet you, man. That's where you're going to find life. And I'm not talking about one. 15 minutes later, it was all over. It may be 15 minutes at a time that Jesus has to get you through it, but he is so faithful. I can really sing the rest of my life about his faithfulness to me, man. You will experience his faithfulness when you turn towards him to find help. Good. Well, thank you, man. When the Light Comes is the new album from Big Daddy Weave. You can pre-order it at BigDaddyWeave.com. Mike, thank you so much for sharing, man. Really, really appreciate your time. Oh, man, God bless you, bro. Thank you so much for having me on, buddy. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Hey, guys, I got to be honest. That has been one of my favorite interviews over the last few months. Mike Weaver from Big Daddy Weave. I want to encourage you to check out their brand new album uh, at bigdaddyweave.com. The way the music industry has changed over the last few years, bands are making millipennies, literally, from all these streaming sites. So I want to encourage you to check out their album, buy their music, wherever you buy music, through iTunes or uh, through their site. Um, feel free to do that, and, and please do that so that you can support artists like uh, Mike and, and others. Okay, it's time for the mailbag. If you have a question that you would like answered on the show, please send it in. You can email me directly at carl at 1230.media. That's all spelled out. Carl at the word 12, the word 30.media. Carl at 1230.media. Or you can use the hashtag MSHmailbag on social media. We'll see that, and uh, we will... Uh, hopefully put it on the show. We get a, a lot in, so we choose a few. Um, so feel free to, you can reach out to me on Facebook as well. If we're not friends on Facebook, be sure to find me um, and you can uh, add me and then uh, you can just message me if you want a question or you can put it on um, on the Facebook wall there. Um, so feel free to do that. Our question this week comes from Nathan Holder. Uh, he's asking about sermon bumpers and series trailers. He asked, do you make any different versions for different weeks, especially for series that continue for multiple months? This is a great question, Nathan. So here's my answer. Yes. I suggest that you run a bumper for about four to five weeks. About four to six weeks is the lifespan of a sermon bumper. After a month or so, six weeks, it's getting kind of old and it's getting kind of stale, no matter how good it is. Uh, people have just seen it over and over. So anything past that, I would refresh your bumper. Um, I would suggest that you do your series. If you're doing a, a huge series, like multiple months or multiple years, like I talked with a pastor this past week who's doing Genesis. His team is doing the book of Genesis over the next two years, like 80 messages. And I was like, hey, hey brother, I would definitely break this up in parts or volumes. Um, so do that and you can do like Genesis volume one, or you can even call it a different name, even though that you're studying Genesis, you can call it the fall, or you can call it Noah and the flood, or you can call it, you know, um, God's redemption or whatever. 
to kind of break it up, even though you're studying Genesis for the next two years, still break it up into parts or volumes. So either Genesis Volume 1 or Part 1, or have different names for your series. So again, the lifespan of a bumper is about four to six weeks before people start tuning out. And you can uh, you can change, so if you do um, like Genesis Part 2, you can come in and you can use the same structure of the bumper, but you can change the footage, you can change the text, the music, the colors, so that it's the same basic structure and, and feels the same. Uh, and it feels like a volume two, a part two, but you're just changing a few things to freshen it up um, just to give it, um, you know, just a, a refresh. So again, you can use the exact same structure of your bumper, just change out the quote unquote content of that bumper. Uh, and again, every four to six weeks is my opinion on that. All right, great question, Nathan. Uh, again, uh, Carl at 1230.media, or you can use the hashtag MSH Mailbag uh, on either my Facebook or the Making Sunday Happen Facebook group, and uh, we'll get those questions and uh, possibly put them here on the show. So next week on the podcast, we will start a two-part series with Shannon Scott. Shannon has served on staff at North Point Community Church and Passion City Church in Atlanta. She now serves on staff at Church of the City in Franklin, Tennessee. She has a background in children's and family ministry and has also been a major player in planning, creating, and executing worship experiences at all three of the churches that I just mentioned. So I'll talk with Shannon by video, and we'll also share her SALT 18 workshop all about service planning made simple. So if you want some different ways that you can uh, plan out your services and just some tips and tricks for that, um, next week and the week after will be um, just for you. Shannon has worked in and worked with some incredible churches, so her insight um, is really, really practical. And some of the, the material that she'll share is used by companies like Disney and Pixar and others. Uh, so uh, great, great information. That all starts next week. And speaking of SALT, uh, we'll be airing uh, Shannon's SALT 18 workshop uh, starting next week. So speaking of SALT, our friends over there have been incredibly generous and have given you guys a coupon code to get $50 off your ticket if you haven't purchased it yet. So it is October 9th through 11th at Long Hollow Baptist Church in Nashville. If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, you really, really need to. It's only a few weeks away. Um, so if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, uh, $50 off um, with this coupon code. So get ready. It is 1230, all one word, all spelled out. So T-W-E-L-V-E-T-H-I-R-T-Y, all spelled out, all one word, 1230 at salt19.com to get $50 off your ticket for salt. Again, the word 1230, all one word, all spelled out at salt19.com. Uh, when you go to check out uh, to buy your tickets, just put in that coupon code for 50 bucks off. So that is for our 1230 community only. So take advantage of that, $50 off your ticket. If you haven't gotten a ticket yet, you really, really need to jump on because they're almost sold out. So be sure to jump on that. 
Show notes page for this episode of the podcast is at makingsundayhappen.com, and you can join the Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash makingsundayhappen. Thank you guys for listening this week. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.